Hey everybody, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach. You know, we talk about a lot of business topics, but by far the question I'm asked the most is how do I grow the value of my business so I can sell it someday for an outrageous price? So we've created a special report for you on 10 tips to grow the value of your business. Just text the word DRIVERS to 44222 to get this special free report delivered right to your inbox. That's DRIVERS to 44222. Text DRIVERS to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their three- to ten-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining us. It's really a pleasure to have you with us. You know, I've been doing this show for quite a while now. We've interviewed well over a thousand advisors and one thing keeps coming to the top. You know, as a business owner, you're running hard. You're thinking about growing the, the value of your business. You're thinking about, you know, all the things that you have to do, especially if you're a small business owner and you wear many hats. And the problem is, is that if you haven't thought about what happens if anything happens to you, then you may be leaving the people you love the most in for a very, very difficult time. It's happened to friends of mine. I've seen it happen. And today's guest is going to talk about that. She is Rhonda Ducote, and she is from Aprium Advisors in Irvine, California, locally here. And Rhonda is a, with a wealth management firm that empowers women to take the financial reins of their families and businesses upon an untimely exit. So again, a topic near and dear to my heart. You all know, uh, if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, the ordeal that a very good friend of mine went through when he died suddenly and left his widow with a very difficult transition. So I look forward to talking with you, Rhonda, about this topic. Welcome to the show, and thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you, Bill. Good morning to you. Good morning, Rhonda. Uh, tell us a little bit about you and your background so our listeners can get a sense of of who you are and, and uh, how you uh, embarked on this path to to help empower women to take the fi financial reins of their families and businesses. Sure. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm with Aprium Advisors, a local Irvine wealth management group. I'm the president and CEO as well as a principal uh, with Aprium. Uh, I started my career uh, back with a large brokerage firm in the early 90s right after college. Um, I spent seven years there. I, I, got my, I got my foot in the door, and I received all of my licenses and training in the financial industry. And as a financial representative at this large firm, I was trained to be, uh, you know, very reactive and to fill a certain bucket, uh, you know, of the firm's goals. Uh, it was really quantity, uh, over, you know, as well as bringing assets to the firm uh, was the name of the game. Uh, I always thought that something was missing, and what I really enjoyed was meeting with, with clients, uh, especially women, and getting to know them and their story and helping, helping them achieve their uh, financial independence and security. Uh, however, I was limited to what I could do at the large firm. Uh, I, I wanted to really go out into the private sector uh, and uh, really start my own firm, and uh, I joined Aprium back in 2000. 
Uh, Aprium was uh, founded in 1998 uh, by the two founding uh, principals, uh, Mark Iwamoto and Harmon Kong, and I joined them back in 2000, about a year after they started. Uh, we all met uh, in our prior careers at, uh, you know, in the corporate world, and we, and really the reason why I joined them was because, you know, working for a large company, I really wanted to get back to working with relationships, serving the best interests of our clients and not corporate agendas. And that's really, you know, my background and how I, you know, joined uh, Aprium Advisors. That's terrific. And, you know, I think a lot of professionals in a lot of different uh, occupations, CPAs, attorneys, other advisors, um, start their career at a large firm and then realize that, you know, it's, it's, it's great to have all those resources, but there's something missing, kind of a, I don't know, call it, call it the soul of the mission. And uh, so it sounds like you found that and then you uh, further narrowed your niche to helping people that have, are going through difficult situations. And unfortunately, that happens all too often, doesn't it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we only work with individuals and families and business owners. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people come to us uh, when they're in the middle of a crisis, uh, whether it's a death, divorce, um, selling a business, uh, they're in flux of what they want to do next. And so we find it very rewarding in serving this niche of uh, helping people really try to find their ultimate goals and, and reach, you know, a, a common ground of what they can pass on to the next generation to come. Tell us, a, like, a, a typical – I know there's nothing exactly – this is not like a same-store kind of a scenario here, but – Tell us like a typical scenario or situation where somebody might come to you. With, I'm, I'm envisioning that uh, something, uh, uh, something as terrible has happened and they're, they're just beside themselves and don't know what to do and you're there to help to be the beacon to help them get all the resources they need to, to move forward. Or, or tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. You know, one, one example comes to mind where we had um, – uh, a nice lady come to us about a month after her husband passed away. Uh, she was uh, really had no idea what to do with her finances. She had never paid a bill. Her husband was the uh, finance person of, of the family. Uh, she had a few children, uh, two children to be exact, and they were, weren't really involved in the finances of the family. But it was a large estate, and she just didn't know what to do. She was referred by a friend who used us. And I remember sitting down with her and saying, what, what is it that you want to achieve? And she said, well, I just want to make sure I don't run out of money. What do I do? Do I stop using my credit cards? Do I, um, you know, how do I close out up the business? How, what do I do? I have nothing to do with anything of that. So it was really about sitting down and asking the first question of, you know, what is your vision First, let's tie up all the loose ends and, you know, who, who's your CPA, who's your estate attorney. Uh, let's get all the partners together and see, you know, write down and really um, put the vision down first of what you're, you know, what you want to achieve. Do you want to still be part of the business? Do you want to um, sell the business? Do you want to, you know, so really what she wanted to do, and you really want to listen first, not just go in and attack and say, okay, I'm going to take care of everything but really listen to what she was, was saying and, and what she wanted to achieve. And that was like the first part of it. Um, but I walked her through different scenarios 
um, you know, obviously, you know, just writing things down as she was talking. And over the course of the coming year and a half, we were able to uh, tie up the business, uh, get her tax situation under control, uh, include her children uh, in, the, in the process. After about a month or so, I met with them as well. Uh, as well as the CPA and the estate attorney, and we walked her through all of the challenges she faced to where she she wrapped her arms around this and actually embraced being part of the finances of her family and really becoming the CEO of her own household. That's terrific, and thank God you were there. You know, and one thing that you said that I took note of, you said about a year and a half later. Now, isn't it true, isn't it a shame that – that people that are grieving have to spend a year and a half of their life getting the ship righted and working with so many people when all they want to do is grieve the loss or mourn the loss of their life partner. And so let's talk about what are some of the key financial planning steps business owners should take in advance when planning their exit. In other words, in other words, Rhonda, what could have prevented all of this? What, what could have been done in probably a matter of a couple of weeks or months that would have prevented her from living uh, uh, for a year and a half in fear and, and, and distress? I think that that is, is the best question that anyone could ask is, um, you know, what can we do to prevent, uh, you know, things from happening? Because I think what you, what you said the most, which I think really resonates with me, is, you know, when we lose a loved one, and, and it could be a death or a divorce, right? I mean, it is, it is still a loss. And so I think the biggest key element of this is really uh, understanding and communicating prior to this loss um, with one another. If you're married uh, or have a partner, discuss prior to uh, what you want to have happen. Um, I think that there's a couple of key facts that you can do, and we, we attack it um, every time we meet a potential client, is we say, okay, do you have an estate plan? Do you own a business? What business entities do you own? Uh, do you um, have a will and health care directives? Do you have powers of attorney? So we ask all of those questions up front and see where they're at in their life. And then we ask them again, as I mentioned before, what do you want to have happen, knowing that your, your thoughts and, and things can change, but what, can, what do you want to have happen? And then we um, really uh, sit down and go through all of their assets, uh, their expenses, their income, and we put together a plan. And the problem with financial plans that I've seen over the last two decades of my career is that when people get plans, you know, financial plans done for the business or their personal assets, is that it's a one-time thing and they never implement it or change it over time. And so what we try to do is you know, design and create the plan first, a comprehensive financial plan where we go over all of their assets and again review what their estate looks like. Do they have the correct documents in place to eliminate probate? Do they have the, um, the, the insurance policies, if they even need insurance policies, um, in place? to avoid, uh, you know, expenses down the road and to be there for you in case you need, um, you know, uh, quick funds. Uh, but when, once we have all of these, these things in place uh, with the tax efficiencies, meaning talking to the CPA, talking to their state attorney, getting their comprehensive financial plan, 
getting their business um, evaluated and and seeing what type of um, what exposure they have there. Do they have partners? Is it a solely owned business? Uh, what do they want to have happen when if there is a death or if they want to retire? Do they want to um, you know, sell it to their existing partners or sell it to their employees or is a third-party uh, buyout a, 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 mm -hmm. an option for them? You know, is it an option for them? And so sure. once we have all of that, we start tackling the plan and implementing the plan. And that's why most people think that once you have a plan, it's done. But if you don't implement that plan, it's a moot point. Yeah, a lot can change in the course of a couple of years, especially when it comes to a business the the owner might have hired a new second in command <clears throat> and again a, you know part of the arrangement and again isn't the owner the best person to be saying what i want to happen to the business if anything happens to me and here's the plan as opposed to the widow for instance or the widower the 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 surviving spouse having to make those kinds of decisions when they may not have had any kind of um they may not you know i had a situation where the wife worked in the business when it started, but that was 20 years ago. And now she right. didn't have a place inside the business. She didn't, everything else was that she knew how to do up front was being done by someone else. She didn't know how to come in and be an owner of a business. She knew, you know, she needed, knew how to have a job. So you're right though. Just because, um, you know, we started off talking about an untimely exit due to death, divorce happens, disability happens, retirement happens. Sickness happens. Sometimes you just need to have that plan in place. So how far in advance do you recommend they start the planning process? I think, you know, as you mentioned earlier, um, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, uh, right when you start the business, if you will. Uh, but many people don't because when you're 30 years old and just, you know, starting a company and, you know, you're, all you're thinking about is keeping the doors open and making it work and making money and, and making a successful business entity. Uh, but mm -hmm. that being the case, uh, you know, sooner than later, I will say, if, if we meet with business owners and they don't have a plan, like a buy-sell arrangement or agreement with other partners, uh, because that does help put a plan together for widows and widowers and if there is a divorce and you do have uh, partners. Uh, but really having a plan, if you're a sole business owner, having a plan in place, yes, that you have a contingency and succession plan in place, which is just a document saying this is what will happen if something were to happen to me, the business owner. Right. So I would say, you know, sooner, sooner the better, but, um, and we always address that right out of the gate. Well, and you're absolutely right. There is absolutely no reason why every business owner shouldn't have a living trust, um, a, a, some kind of a business uh, sale agreement with a key employee or maybe even a friendly competitor, uh, maybe some funding through insurance through that, um, some kind right. of a way to keep their key employees around, uh, motivate them to stay with the business so they don't they don't uh, go fly and, you know, go leave the business at the worst time. There's no reason why people can't do that kind of thing and put it in place right now and get it done. When they're thinking about their future exit, uh, like, okay, let's, okay, now I got that done. And you know what, that, that's peace of mind. That is peace of mind for everybody in the family, that there's a plan and it's been taken care of. It's also peace of mind for all of the employees that something's been, that they're not going to lose their jobs. Then you move towards the more difficult planning, which is now how do I get out of this thing? How do I, you know, how do I exit 
in style for my business. And um, and that's that's a more long-term type of planning. It takes a little longer, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's, it's probably the most difficult question because when you're faced with a tragedy like we've been talking about, you're kind of forced into making decisions, if you will. But when you're looking at retirement, it's a little bit more complicated, I, I think, uh, or it can be more complicated because you it's really about lifestyle. It's really about, you know, people always ask me, you know, how much do I need to retire? It's kind of a subjective mm-hmm. question, right? I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it's not an easily answered, and it's different for everyone because um, it just depends on your lifestyle. The number one question I ask, which surprises a lot of people, is, okay, you want to you wanna plan to exit uh, and to sell a business or to retire. Um, my first question to them is, what are you going to do with your time when you retire? Mm-hmm. You know, that is, that is the one thing in there is that going, well, I don't know, Rhonda, you know, what – uh, you know, golf, maybe travel, and you know that's different levels for different people. Are you going to, you know, golf in um, different countries, or are you going to golf here in Southern California? So it's really about lifestyle. So we we ask those questions, knowing that their minds can change. Typically, after someone retires, two years down the road, they want to go back to work. <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it happens quite a bit. But, you know, to have a team in place, to have an advisor, a financial advisor, a tax advisor, meaning your CPA, having your estate attorney, uh, having uh, your business accountant and and that plan in place uh, throughout your life, I think, avoids a lot of this. And so to have a plan that's ever-changing and moving and you're talking about it on a regular basis, we can can make plans for that. Uh, And so... That's the first question we ask is what are you gonna what are you gonna do with your time and what how do you see your lifestyle? And so once we have that, we can see, you know, based on their assets and their expenses and their net worth, um, if it's if it's plausible, can they retire in two years? Can you know, is their business worth enough if we've gotten it evaluated by a, a you know, a business CPA that uh, is in that industry and can give us a valid uh, exit strategy for that business. Um, is it plausible to retire and do the things they want to do? Sometimes, you know, obviously, as the ebbs and flows of the market, and we've we've had recessions over, you know, the course of the last 50, 60 years, things change, and sometimes time gets added to retirement plans, meaning mm-hmm. people have to work a little bit longer to achieve the goals that they're looking for. And so, but sometimes if, if planned correctly and you've made solid and sound decisions over the course of your, you know, wealth accumulation phase, uh, people have been able to retire whenever they want. It's all about options, right? I mean, when I look yeah. at retirement, wouldn't it be great if I could say to you, Bill, you know what, you can continue to work, but you really don't have to if you don't want to. You have options. And so when you're not forced into a situation because you've planned appropriately and properly, uh, you know, anyone with a good retirement plan has options of working or not working, of selling a business, of not selling a business, traveling or not traveling. And, and I think that, that is, that's what we're trying to achieve for all of our clients is to give them peace of mind and that financial security of having options in retirement and having a good yeah. team in place. It's very, very good information. I'm talking with Rhonda Ducote of Aprium Advisors. Now, you can tell that, you know, the best advisors ask a lot of questions because this is really, uh, a, a, it's, a, it's a continual fact-finding. It's, it's turning myths and, and questions into realities and facts. And that's what the whole planning process is all about. 
Now, Rhonda, tell me a little bit about the the women of wisdom. What is what what who are the women of wisdom? Let me ask you that way. <laughs> Well, I'm really, yeah, I'm really proud of this program we started. Um, Women of Wisdom, or WOW, as we like to call it, started back in uh, in 2014. So it's in its infancy infancy stage as being only three years old. Uh, It it started with a question um, I asked, um, which was, how do we engage our women clients to become more involved in their finances? Over the last two decades, I've noticed as I've met with our clients, Um, The men in our client portfolio reviews were predominantly the ones who were asking all the questions. You know, how did my, how's my portfolio done? Uh, What, what is um, this stock doing? Or what are the PE ratios of this or that? Uh, The women, the women predominantly, not all the time, but mostly I was seeing this, this kind of um, trend. Um, The women always kind of sat there quietly and really not engaged or enjoying the conversation. Um, you know, I, I love finance, and I love the stock market, and I just love um, the history of it. And so I wanted to, you know, involve women in this finance conversation and get them ex- as excited about it as I was. So after, um, after years of failing at the task in these portfolio reviews, um, I was collaborating with my staff, and I said, why don't we start like a women's group here at the office with our existing women clients? Um, they can, you know, we'll do a luncheon um, and just bring women together and find out really what the, excites them or what kind of conversations they like to have about their portfolios or the stock market. I had no idea what it would turn into. I had no idea who would come. Uh, so I just basically sent out an invitation to all of our clients, our women clients saying, you know, can you please join us for a luncheon as a client appreciation? Thank you for being our client day. Sure. <laughs> and sure. so, um and I really wanted to create an environment where they could feel comfortable. So what ended up happening was these women got together and they, I mean, you get a, a group of women together in a room with, with some lunch and, I mean, the conversations just started flowing. And it was kind of a think tank for me because I was asking all these women, you know, what kind, you know, why aren't you engaged or why are you not involved in, in the conversation at home with your husband about your finances? And the common answer was they felt stupid or silly asking, you know, dumb questions about, you know, well, what is the Dow Jones or what is the NASDAQ or what does the S&P 500 mean? And they never wanted to ask those questions. So I decided to, you know, take a leap of faith and start this monthly event at our office or sometimes other venues at restaurants on various topics of just, uh, encouraging, empowering, and educating women on various topics, but keeping it fun and lighthearted, where they wanted to keep coming back. And so we've done we've done it now for three years. Um, we've had probably 35 events. Uh, sometimes I do repeat events, um, but the various topics can be uh, on estate planning. But how can I make estate planning interesting to people? So I would. Uh, you know, bring in uh, a, another speaker or a yoga fitness instructor and kind of do it with, uh, you know, you know, you have to be mm-hmm. healthy in, in your finance, so and you also have to be healthy with your heart, and you have to be healthy with your, you know, taking care of yourself. So I kind of uh, join it up with, with uh, other instructors and, and topics to keep it fun and, and lighthearted, but it also is, is an educational piece and getting them involved. 
And so it's been very, very successful. I'm really proud of it. And these women now know what the S&P 500 is, and they're asking more difficult questions, and they're engaged, and they're, you know, in the portfolio reviews, we've, we've seen them, you know, talk more and ask more questions and, and really uh, make it fun and interesting, and, and it's been very, very successful. So that's my WOW program. That's the motto is, you know, to engage, empower, and educate women in finance. So uh, just a heads up, if, depending on when you're listening to this, um, APRIM's Women of Wisdom is sponsoring the UCI Women's Wellness Day on May 5th. This is 2017. And if you're attending, come by the WOW booth and say hi or visit APRIM online at APRIM, that's A-P-R-I-E-M.com, A-P-R-I-E-M.com, and learn how you can become a woman of, a woman of, a woman of wisdom. Hey, I've been talking with uh, Rhonda Ducote. It's been a tremendous a time with you. You've given us a lot of great ideas. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, for those of you who are listening, stay tuned for Dr. Jerry. Uh, ask Dr. Jerry in my next interview coming right up. Rhonda, thank you again so much uh, for joining us today. And I look forward to the next time we speak. Thank you so much, Bill. Have a great day. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. So stay with us. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. For Exit Coach Radio, I'm Spike Real.